0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney Cruise Line releases more of the 2017 itineraries. And since we're catching up on two weeks' worth of news, we're going to talk about uh, Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom being delayed until May and the resignation of Tom Staggs from his post as Disney's chief operating officer. Also, we're going to tell you about a special event coming up where you could win a trip to Disneyland. Disneyland. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 880 for the week of April 12, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Everybody, welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello. Corey Martin. Just happy to be here. Back in the nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello along with the very special and talented Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. In Do you his every time he... Neck is, is, I think it's two, you got two more shows and then you're out of here, right?
1: Sadly.
2: Do you realize every time he says, I'm just happy to be here, he makes himself laugh? Yeah. He does, he giggles.
0: <laughs> He's his own best audience.
2: No, I don't
1: know.
0: So, welcome to the show, everybody. It is great to be back um, after a stunning week out in california we had such a great week uh out there and before i get any further with the show i have to say a very special thank you special shout out to maria at the wonderground gallery in uh downtown disney in anaheim i tell you this girl is everything a cast member should be she just went above and beyond for me um finding some artwork i wanted and just You know, when I talk about cast members and what they should be, uh, it should be a picture of Maria coming up uh, with that, because she was just absolutely spectacular. I wrote a really nice letter to her boss, because I was just so blown away by by the level of service. And it was constant out there. I mean, it's just, sadly, a whole different world. But uh, just a nice shout-out to Maria. If you're out in downtown Disney, and you're in the Wonderground Gallery, or I also ran into her in uh, Vault Disney, And uh, so if you're in either of those stores and you see Maria, tell her I said hello and thank you again. So with that, we have some other things in housekeeping. Um, First, I want to renew my call for contributors if you're interested in writing for the Diz. uh, Head out to our show notes page, DizUnplugged.com. And uh, you'll find a link where you can sign up. We need contributors specifically to write some articles about dining, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Universal, and Disney Vacation Club. So, uh, if you want to write for us, we pay fifty dollars if we publish your article, and uh, do that through PayPal at the end of every month. So, it's a nice way to make fifty bucks. And I know we've got some of our uh, some more contributors, you know, get published a lot,
3: and so nice little, nice can, little extra income. Can I manage expectations before uh, we go on that? We do have um, pending articles, so we, we never notify people when articles are approved. They're, they just go into like a pending crew, uh, a pending queue. So just because you wrote an article and it's, uh, you know it hasn't been published, just because it's approved doesn't mean it's going to be published this month. It could be published next month. There are some that were published this week that were been in there for two months. So just be patient. We have a lot in there. Um, we we kind of cherry pick. Well, it depends on it depends on
0: what we need. Yeah. Honestly, you know, a need d- drives the content. Um, so if we know that we need some content in this particular area or that particular area, that's what we go looking for. So you know, just under yeah, understand that. But that's one of the reasons that I'm highlighting dining, cruise line, Disneyland, Universal, and Vacation Club. Those are more likely right now to get approved faster and put up on the site. So. That's that. I um, want to remind everybody of the upcoming shows that we have this week. Uh, just yesterday, the uh, most recent edition of the Dreams Unlimited Travel show, which featured uh, booking and adventures by Disney Vacation. And uh, coming up next week, the Dream Team answers your questions about booking Disney travel. So that's every Monday is unplugged.com or you can check out uh, all uh, episodes of that show youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel
4: i just want to put a note in uh there was a couple people on the boards today that said they were having problems downloading the show uh on itunes yesterday i double checked it went on downloaded it myself a couple times just to double check everything so if you're still having issues write to me directly craig at wdwinfo.com but it should all be fixed if there was ever a problem to begin with. All right. Also,
0: every Monday iTunes, on iTunes and of course Disunplugged.com, the Disneyland edition with Tom Bell and the Disneyland team. Uh, this week, Tom is reviewing the new Holiday Inn Express in Anaheim. Uh, also, April is Connecting with Walt month. So, uh, this week, in a very special episode, Michael and Craig take you on a tour of the Walt Disney Studio in Burbank and experience Walt Disney's restored office suite where all the magic was conceived and planned. That will be up this coming Friday, disunplugged.com. And if, you automatic, if, on, if you're on iTunes and you subscribe to this show, you'll automatically get the Connecting with Walt as a bonus. Say a little something something for your weekend. And of course, every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, disunplugged.com, the universal edition of the Dis Unplugged, which has no show this week. No show, because I'm sick of Craig, and I'm sick of his show. Now, in fact, uh, I told show I, I told show
3: I'm You're still kind of
0: jet lagged. I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> I so really high. am, so I'm a little punchy, and I don't have all my faculties about me at the moment. Uh, I told Craig to skip this week because uh, he's been he's been working hard and uh, sending him and his wife over to a concierge level theme park view room at the Poly for a few nights. I'm making him work while he does it, but I'm allowing him to go do that. Thank you. So Craig will be, Craig will be on site this, uh, this weekend um, at the Poly. So hunt him down, especially in the later hours of the evening when you would be most likely to be disturbing him and his wife. I would be perfectly okay with that.
4: <laughs> hey, they but, have to have a key card to even get in there, so... Unless they're already causing They can ears. throw rocks. It, they can throw rocks oh, okay. at the window from the beach. My room number is 834. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, a couple other things I want to make sure I mention. Coming up on April 25th, we have something a little different that we're going to be putting up. Uh, many of you ask about our seven resorts and seven-day series and when we're going to do the next one. And I kind of made a decision this year that you know we've done several of them and you know i know it's very popular but i i kind of wanted to do something different and the idea was presented and we've gone with it to uh do something else along those lines and you know we we've talked about on the show how uh we're back in the theme parks all the time now um And one of the things I noticed was that, you know, I'll go into Magic Kingdom wherever and I'll go around and be like, yeah, you know, this, this isn't really good. And look at this going on here. You know what I do, what we do. Um, We look for this stuff, but it kind of dawned on me, kind of dawned on me back in February that, you know, yeah, I see those things. I spot those things, but I love it. I still love it. I love being there. And I'm still a Disney fan at heart. And I feel like we've given a lot of attention and time over the years to the critiques. And I'm going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to do that. I'm not suggesting we're going to stop. I couldn't. There's no way I could ever do that. But I think I want to put a little more effort from time to time into talking about what we love. So on the 25th, we're going to begin launching a series of four videos. I'm not calling them shows because they're not. Uh, they are four videos that we produced uh, last month uh, where we talk about what we love about the Disney resorts. And this is going to be the deluxe edition. And we're starting out with the Contemporary, the Polynesian, the Beach Club, and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And what I did was I asked the team, you know, what their favorite deluxe resorts were. And then I asked them why. And then we sat down and talked with them about their memories at those resorts, what it is about those resorts they connect to, why they like staying there, why they like being there. And I think what we've put together is special. I think it's definitely different than anything we've done before. And so that is going to go up on April 25th. And we're going to be doing some stuff on social media with it. And we're going to take that opportunity during that week or maybe a two-week period to give away, I don't know, five days, four nights at a Disney Deluxe Resort. Because um, we haven't given anything away in a while. and I feel like giving stuff away, because it's especially fun to watch John's head explode. Um, How did this come back around?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good for a while.
0: Um, so that's going to be coming up on the 25th. Um, and while we're in the mode of giving stuff away, um, the reason that we were out in Disneyland uh, this past week, these past eight days, actually, was to uh, produce the next event. Much you know, We did a seven and seven in Disneyland uh, last year. And again, I wanted to take a, uh, do a different take on it. And we decided to kind of go in a similar vein, although different, with uh, what we love. So we're going to be talking about um, our favorite things throughout Disneyland. Uh, the first week is going to focus on the 60th anniversary and uh, what, we're, what we're loving about the 60th anniversary. Second week is going to be talking about uh, dining and what we love to eat. Table service, counter service, snacks. And I'm just going to say this now. We'll talk about it on the show when we do it. On my father's soul, there was not one thing I ate on this trip that wasn't good, at least good. If not, the number of times I caught myself going, okay, this is really good. I'm saying, I must be losing my edge. I must. But on my father, I swear it, everything, the food was, I don't know. There was a time where counter service in that park was horrendous they've 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 done something they got somebody new they've got uh, they got a new cook they got the counter service stuff was out of this world i mean we, and these guys will vouch i mean
1: i think the funniest thing was you i think you had one bad thing and you're like oh thank god it's bad because i can finally say i'm not getting weak yeah
0: the chicken <laughs> it was the it was the fried chicken uh, i think it was the fried chicken at uh, fried chicken sandwich at the uh, uh, River River Bell. Bell. River River Bell. Bell. I was like, okay, it wasn't bad. I was like, eh, okay, I can do without this. Um, but yeah, because I was like, okay, at least, finally, one thing. But So the second week, we're going to be talking about dining. Third week, we're going to be talking about our favorite attractions. And the fourth week, we're going to be focusing on tips from locals. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland, um, what uh, what you should know that the locals do. So that is coming up in, in, in June. But throughout the month of June, every weekday through the month of June, starting June 6th, we're going to be doing a Disneyland trivia challenge and you're going to be able to sign up for that. Not yet in a few weeks, maybe a month, you'll be able to start signing up for that. And throughout and throughout the month, we'll be doing these trivia trip. We'll be putting out trivia questions and throughout the month, we're going to be giving away prizes, but the grand prize, be a five day four night trip to Disneyland for four people at the Disneyland hotel. So giving more stuff away, we're going to give a lot of stuff away during the month. Got a lot of cool stuff. I won't say specifically, but I'll just say I ran into my friend, Dave Avenzino, the amazing Disney artist who did the Disneyland shadow box. It's at be right behind me. No, wait, yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, keep forgetting it's reversed on the, on the screen. Um, So maybe we'll give away something of Dave Avanzino's that month and other cool stuff that I I came across while I was out in Disneyland. Like, oh, that would be fun to give away. So it's going to be a fun month in June. So April 25th, what we love about Disney Resorts Deluxe Edition and through the month of June, our special coverage of Disneyland. So that we've been busy. Mm -hmm. This has been a very busy month
3: If I take another photo of food I don't know what I'm going to do We made chicken nuggets or Ferris last night I automatically took my phone (laughs) out And took photos of it It It's terrible, I'm not doing it again Not until at least May
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we took I I, I, want to say probably Pictures of over 100 food items um, On this trip And it's just the looks you get When you're sitting there Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm familiar with you all (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly can we've, I eat now we've ne-
0: <laughs> so yeah, we've been very busy, but it's been fun we got I think we got some really uh, just taking a look at the rough stuff from Disneyland, it's like, oh my God, this is some really, really good stuff. we got some really we had a really good time doing it too, so that is what's coming up. um what else do we have for housekeeping? anything?
2: I do. I would like to um, ask everyone to send their thoughts and condolences to Teresa. Teresa lost a family member this morning. She lost her brother. And I just want her to know that we're thinking about her.
0: Absolutely.
4: Anything else? I just wanted to say, uh, you already mentioned the one cast member at Disneyland, but uh, it went beyond that. We had tons of uh, listeners and supporters stop us all throughout the parks and downtown Disney and everywhere. There was... There was one guy who I was filming Dumbo early more early in the morning on the last day that we were there, just trying to rush around get last-minute shots, and he screamed my name as he was circling around, and I felt so bad because I didn't have time to wait for him to get off and say hi, and there was lots of encounters like that. So for everyone who did say hi to us, thank you. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again.
0: What I really loved was that uh, we were filming the parade, the Paint the Night Parade, which oh my God, that parade's amazing. It's a great parade. Um, Filming that and a couple listeners walk up to Tom and Michael. Could care less about us. Mm -hmm. I was so happy about that. that They were just all about Tom and Michael. That was really, really cool. I also want to give a shout out to Danny. I forgot Danny's last name. Uh, Celebrated his birthday last Friday. Ran into him a couple times. But he's one of our friends on Facebook. I'm sorry, Danny. I just wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday again. It was very nice meeting you. Um...
2: We were on, John and I were taking the Behind the Seeds tour at the land in Epcot one day. And we're standing there listening to the story about the world's biggest tomato plant, I think it was. And as we went by, there was a whole boat of people who knew us from the show. Oh my gosh, look, it's John and Kevin. (laughs) So John and I started looking around like, who, where?
0: Well, you know, it's, it's funny, especially in California, because I think they're just more like, quote unquote, celebrity focused. I'm in line to get something at the Food and Wine Festival and no less than three different people walked up to say oh i love your show i love it and this one wo- i could see this woman behind me like who is he and she's like whispering something to her husband and they're looking at me and i'm like i'm nobody you know okay <laughs> um but uh yeah it's really cool it's really really cool so all right if there's nothing else in housekeeping we will throw it over to johnny with a big news story that just came out this morning
5: hot off the presses disney cruise line releases the rest of two well actually up until september of 2017 itineraries um again just came out this morning uh we don't know why it's just through the end of 2000 of september of 2017 we we don't know why there's not the rest of those sailings out there but hopefully we will see those soon Um, Just a quick overview The Disney Fantasy will continue Eastern and Western Caribbean sailings Through the end of September of 2017 The Dream will continue Three and four night Bahamian cruises Um, The big news of course Is the Magic and the Wonder That are going to be doing some special sailings The Magic is going to be going Back over to Europe And doing things like um, Northern European cruises Fjords cruises Um, British Isles, and a Western European cruise, including a transatlantic sailing. And the Wonder will be returning to Alaska, which includes uh, several cruises that they're calling Baja Cruises. But last year they were just what they were calling the uh, California Cruises out of uh, L.A. down to Southern California and into Mexico. So very exciting cruises coming out. Announcement came out today. Tomorrow, April 13th, will be gold and platinum members can book these cruises. And then the following day, they'll be open up to all cruisers. Uh, All guests can book these cruises. So big day, big announcement, has us all flustered and busy.
0: Well, you know, what's good about the announcements, this announcement coming, you know, a year ahead of the actual cruises, is that it gives you time to uh, sell one or more of your children. Um, in order to be able to afford one of these state rooms. Um, that's the gonna be the that's gonna be the kicker is what the price point's gonna be.
2: Is that what Sophie's choice was about? It was.
0: She was trying to she was trying to make yeah.
2: I tell people I saw it,
0: but you know, it's about uh, paying for a Disney cruise, yeah. Um the I I gotta tell you the nine night Alaska and this is the first time I'm seriously thinking about a repositioning cruise. Um,
5: they're very popular. Let me go back and bring up what that itinerary is for that Alaska ceiling because um, I don't remember.
0: Well, they're the going island. to, I, I know they're going to um, a, a glacier they don't normally go to, which is apparently a big deal. The Mendenhall? No, no, not Mendenhall. Um, <sighs> Hubbard's? Is it Hubbard's Clay? Gl- something like that. I don't know. They're going somewhere. Ba,
5: ba, 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 ba. But Alaska. There's a nine-night Alaska sailing from Vancouver to Ketchikan, Icy Strait Port, Hubbard Glacier, Juno, Skagway, right. and Tracy Arm.
0: That sounds pretty. And cool. Tracy Arm is just our Tracy Heinrichs on a Maybe glacier doing this. Right. Tracy's um, Arm Tracy's Arm Glacier, <laughs> uh, or Fjord. Tracy's Arm has dump fiord. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually excited about. I'm excited about some of these. Some of these cruises, um, I'm debating. I'm debating Europe or, or Alaska. I'm thinking, I just, I love the Alaska cruises.
5: We loved Alaska. We did. We thought it was a great cruise. Um, I, you know, I'm not that surprised with these. These are some of the same itineraries they've done in the past. They're very popular.
0: They've added a couple of switch of switch, a little switches.
5: different ports of call, but, you know, the nice thing is that Disney seems to have listened, because this is what people want to do. So, good for them. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So, it's going to be crazy. And look, I... We say it all the time. Say it again. Book early. Because the price of these, the price, you know, even tomorrow when it goes on sale to Golden Platinum, the price you're getting for that stateroom at 8 o'clock in the morning is not going to be the same price you're going to get at 8 o'clock at night. It's
5: especially true for the one-off cruises. Uh, transatlantic cruises, uh, Panama Canal cruises, these will all be going up in price by the minute. Things like the um, seven-nighters, out of Port Canaveral, there's so many more of those sailings, they don't tend to fill as fast. But for these special sailings, you're going to want to get in on them fast.
3: One thing I noticed was the, uh, the three-night dream cruises. They pulled a chunk out from June to July, and they replaced those with five nights on the dream. So, a
5: couple sailings out of Miami. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Excellent. Our second news story, Rivers of Light delayed until May. The Disney Parks blog has announced that Rivers of Light, the new nighttime show coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom, will not be debuting April 22nd, as originally announced, as the team is given, quote, more time to bring these innovative experiences to life.
0: Translated, we need to delay this to pay for Shanghai.
5: Or, you know, it's new technology that's yeah, not
6: working. That's what my guess is. Yeah, that's that what I'm is new technology. That's I'm
5: guessing to... it was due to guest demand. I guess so, too. <laughs> the article did not give a projective, projected new opening date, but did say that it would be announced by mid to late May. Disney also released their preview video of the nighttime experiences planned for the Tree of Life. A projection show will, quote, awaken the tree, bring into life all the animals that are carved into its trunk and branches.
0: Okay, I, I've been following this stuff for a long time. Disney would not have set a media event, which is still going on, by the way, for next Monday, the 18th, if this show had not been cleared. So I don't think it has anything to do with technology. I think it has to do with Shanghai because <clears throat> these cuts, these cuts and these scale backs are rampant on both coasts. We were hearing about it constantly out in Disneyland and of course we know what's been going on here I think this is about this is about Shanghai
5: so you think it's there's an added cost to run this oh of course there is so they're not sure going to show
0: is. it you know it costs them what $30,000, $40,000 a night to run uh, Wishes um, so yeah if they can postpone that expense for another month you know let's assume it costs them it- 25000 $30,000 a night to run this there's a million bucks right there. I also so, think they
5: don't have the. I also think they don't have the bookings. We have this big awaken summer promotion that's trying to fill the summer months.
0: Nah, I uh. think this is. I'm sorry. It just. I've never seen this before, where Disney has announced a media event and announced a date to open an event, and then said, "Yeah, actually, no, we're going to wait them up." That's highly unusual and with Shanghai in the mix and all the cuts going on at Shanghai for me it's 1 plus 1 but i could be wrong so i don't have that on i don't have that on
3: it is still going the media on. event's still going on yes yeah, and they're still going to show us the uh Treat. rivers of light but oh. i mean you wouldn't think look if you're not going to invite all this media from around around you know from everywhere, and then show something that's not one hundred percent. If because they had it's going canceled on video, the, media, pho- I mean, it's going to be they, broadcasted. If they
0: had canceled the media event, then I would have said, yeah, it might be technical. But
1: I'm worried what they're going to do for the guests that maybe have booked their trip to see the opening show, and that what do they do for the people that have say like I've already paid for my vacation because I wanted to see this? What are they going to say to that? That's those the
4: same thing, though. Is if an attraction breaks
0: down well it's the same thing as if i can't get cinderella's royal table for my my kids you know my my life is
2: something somewhere tells you that this can be canceled for any reason basically that they do that across the board you when you sign when you book a disney cruise it could be changed the itinerary could be changed disney illegal has covered all of that
4: yeah we've had trips to disneyland where the fireworks have been canceled because of wind every single night of the trip Mm. so it's always just a question of whether or not something goes off
5: it doesn't minimize anyone's you know mm-hmm. uh, expectations being shattered but it's just the reality of
3: it the i thang- don't think
2: they're going to do anything to answer your question
5: mm-hmm.
3: okay the thanks shanghai uh uh hashtag on twitter is hilarious it is people are like oh I, I trip and broke my ankle thanks shanghai <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> everything's being blamed on shanghai
0: you know well it's uh <laughs> you know well, we can get to more of the Shanghai discussion, because I have some opinions on that um, when we get to that right. other news story. Why don't we just uh, go into that story?
5: You want to go into number three? Yeah, I don't
0: think we need to go on with this uh, Phantom Manor one.
5: Oh. All right. Listen, really,
0: well,
3: I know you like to talk about death.
5: Well, I had a joke about now the Haunted Mansion's full.
3: But I... <laughs> Wait, you, 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 you talk about death, and then you pull up, like, the slide of Tom Staggs behind you. Oh, <laughs> my. No, 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 no. All right, well, go professional <laughs> to professional death. All right.
5: Story number three, Tom Staggs resigns. Tom Staggs, chief operating officer of the Walt Disney Company, will be stepping down from his current position on May six, two 2016. He will remain, quote, special advisor to chief executive o- officer Robert Iger through the end of this fiscal year. The announcement comes as a surprise given that Staggs is currently the frontrunner to take over when company president Bob Iger retires in 2018. A statement from Iger says, quote, Tom has been a great friend and trusted colleague for more than 20 years. He's made important contributions to this company, earning blah, wide blah, respect, blah. blah, 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 I'm proud. According to the New York Times, Staggs and Disney, quote, mutually decided to part yeah, ways. Yeah, no, No specific reason for his departure was cited, though the article does say that in the past year, he, quote, came under intense scrutiny by Disney's board, it became clear that at least some board members were not convinced that Mr. Staggs, 55, had the skills required to maintain Disney's creative momentum. Staggs has been with the company for 26 years. Um, in a press release, Disney said, quote, with approximately two years left before Mr. Iger steps down, as Chairman and Chief Executive Officer Disney's Board of Directors will broaden the scope of its succession planning process to identify and evaluate a robust, a robust slate of candidates robust? for robust <laughs> slate of candidates for consideration.
0: Well, okay, so here's my take, and you know, I don't. What do I know? But the, Shanghai was his baby. Now, I'm not saying he was pushed out because Shanghai's over budget. I don't think that's the case at all, Um, but Shanghai was his baby. I don't think the board ever intended to give this guy the job. I think the press, the fans, kind of said, "Yeah, I mean, that he was Bob Iger's pick. He was Bob Iger's pick to to succeed him." Um, But, and I, you know, my my thought was, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Bob Iger's been grooming him, you know. He had, you know, we had the blood feud between Staggs and Jay Rasulo to see who was going to get it. When Staggs got the chief operating officer job, and looked like he was second in, you know next in line, uh, Jay Rasulo left, which was, in my opinion, no great loss to the company. Um, and I felt Staggs would, you know, be okay. I mean, but I look at it more from the theme park side of things. And I think, you know, with theme parks are concerned, he hasn't been terrible. Um, hasn't been fantastic, but he hasn't been terrible either. Uh, but then I think when you stop and think about who could replace Iger, now, there's, that's a really short list of people. I mean, you take a look at the acquisitions of Marvel, Pixar, and Lucasfilm. And what that, just those things, what that has done to redefine the company and what they've done with it. Then you look at everything else that's gone on in the company, whether it's in television, in uh, theme parks. There's a really, 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 really short list of people that could do that job, that could follow in his footsteps. And, you know, some people are speculating that he really doesn't want to step down. And that this is, there was an article in the New York Times uh, following up this article saying that, you know, it's not unheard of for there to be this, you know, really good succession plan and somebody to be picked, but the guy has no intention of stepping down. And then he pulls the rug out from under his protege, which some people are speculating is exactly what happened here. And I don't know that that, I don't know that that's true.
5: You think Iger pulled the rug out under Stegs?
0: I think if Iger really, 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 really wanted Stegs, There's no way. I think he's just got too much power. Mm -hmm. He's got too much. I mean, again, look at what he's done. And you know, Iger was was Eisner's handpicked successor. And but they had he had Roy Disney on the board pushing for him because he wanted I Roy Disney wanted Eisner or uh, he wanted Eisner out, but. You know, they're talking, you know, some of the names being floated. Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook. Okay, so you're going to think about a woman that, I mean, granted, very talented executive. She built a social media company. Somehow she's more qualified to run this media company than Tom Staggs is. Something isn't right. Something isn't right. There's
5: no, I have no proof of this. I've just, this is what I have heard. I've heard that actually the decision was totally stags because he was asking the board for a guarantee of succession. And when the board wouldn't give him the guarantee of succession, that's when he decided to leave. That this was his decision. I think if
0: that happened, I think he would have leaked that. Because what's gotten leaked, what's gotten leaked is the board had no confidence in him. Mm.
5: Well, no, what I'm saying is that he knew that, and was looking for the board to support him and when they wouldn't right. that's when he said this is my I'm going I'm out because I don't want to stick around if I can't have that uh, seat
0: well i think we're in a, in a in a in a place now where what could potentially happen here is we have the same kind of i'm not going to use the phrase i was going to use um, bad situation that existed with the succession of Eisner to Iger, because if anybody remembers that, how ugly that got with Eisner not wanting to leave many members of the board wanting him out. Roy Disney running a guns blazing campaign to get rid of him. Um, and, you know, this time they wanted a much cleaner, quieter, more solid line of succession. Especially with the company doing the kind of numbers it's doing right now, so that this was kind of looked at, you know, when Staggs was seemed to be picked to be second, that okay, Disney's get, you know getting the right succession plan together, it's all nice and clear, investors won't have to freak out, and now it's all up in the air. So who they're going to get is anybody's guess. Is anybody's guess?
5: They're talking about. Lasseter's name has come up. They're talking about people from Imagineering. And you think, These oh, are forget great. it.
0: That would be you, you, you want to hear, you want to hear fans just dance and see them dancing in the streets. But you have
5: someone who's very, very creative who I don't know has the business background to run the company. That's the dichotomy you have.
0: Could you imagine Lassiter? Lasseter, Lasseter wine at the Magic Kingdom. Exactly. It, it will never, ever, ever happen. But just the thought of John Lasseter at the head of the company just gets me giddy.
4: Well, Barack Obama's going to be out of a job soon, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't think so.
5: Tom Staggs?
6: Yeah, Tom Staggs okay. for president.
5: Maybe that's why he's not taking it.
0: Oh, he's going to be the one that gets the nomination at the Broker Convi- Republican Convention. <laughs> is that is? Yeah, they're going to tap him. It wouldn't be a ter- <laughs> Would be the worst choice they could make. <laughs> It will be an
5: interesting thing. It's interesting to see what happens with the company.
0: Yeah, I I love this stuff. I, I I do. I I forgot. We were in California Adventure when when that when that got when the New York Times broke that story, and I, all I could just like, oh my god, it really? was a shock
3: for sure. Yeah,
6: I'm personally heartbroken over it. I really like Tom Staggs. I got to meet him once in 2010, and he was just incredibly down to earth. And I've heard that he
0: about is down him. to earth in, for sure.
6: In touch with. The guests, I think, Mm -hmm. at least that was my impression, anyway.
0: Yeah, he he definitely, you know, that's why I wasn't, you know, disappointed (laughs) that he was he was being tapped as second because he does seem to be a decent guy, Mm -hmm. and you know he didn't do anything, you know, he hasn't done anything offensive. Um, So, you know, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Apparently, that wasn't good enough for the board. They should have checked with me, (laughs) but. All right. Well, thank you, John, for that. And we're going to. I keep looking up at that clock. We have to at some point break down and put batteries in that clock. It
3: is 10 to 10. It's 10 just to let 10. y'all know.
0: It was know 10 to 10 when you left, too. I don't <laughs> know <laughs> if that's AM or PM, but apparently it's 10 to 10. Uh, we're going to move on to rapid fire. We'll start with you, John.
5: All right. Big news Disney Vacation Club <laughs> has changed some of their rules for resale buyers. Um, they posted on their website that beginning April 4th, if you buy a resale contract as opposed to directly from uh, Disney Vacation Development, you will not have access to membership extras like discounts on shopping, dining, annual passes, and member-only events. Um, this is now in addition to the policy they released a couple years ago that said you couldn't use your resale points in the exchange market, and you also couldn't use it for Disney Cruise Line or Adventures by Disney Vacation. so they are... They're sort of drawing the line in the sand that says, if you want all of the extras that come with a Disney Vacation Club experience, you have to buy them through Disney Mm -hmm. at top price. Hmm. And
0: I I don't win any fans when I say stuff like this. I get it. I don't think that's terribly unfair. You know, I don't think it's terribly unfair. I think if you're going to, you know, the guy who buys his stuff directly through Disney and pays $160 a point and the guy who buys his stuff in the resale market and pays $80 a point, yeah, the guy paying 160 a point should get something more. It's but definitely the original about what,
2: purchaser paid that
0: amount. What's that? But the original purchaser paid right, that amount. Right, but the guy paying it now isn't right, But if you purchaser. buy a
2: car from somebody who right. paid for the full price, they got a warranty.
3: Right. You yeah. buy a car within
2: warranty, you get the warranty right. with it. I think to myself, well, somebody paid full price for those points, so why – and for whatever reason, they've decided not to keep them. In my opinion, this is horrible. I think this is a crappy thing to do.
0: I see. And I don't see it that it's
2: way. It's not like there's a – you know somebody's knocked off DVC points and is making them in Taiwan. Somebody paid full price for those points. They're not just they're and that
0: person and that person got those benefits. Now so, you know you're reselling it. I mean, those benefits don't
3: necessarily extend.
2: Well, they, they definitely um, don't. But I think they should.
3: How much of a say? I'm not a DVC member, so how much of a savings is it compared from you know buying it from Disney directly to resale? There
5: could be a huge difference because mm-hmm. Disney's current pricing is pretty standard across the board. There's difference in pricing from resort to resort. But when you look on the resale market, there's huge differences yeah. between, quote-unquote, less desirable properties because of things like um, membership fees and and mm-hmm. dues. For example, Hilton Head and Vero Beach have some of the cheapest points on the resale market. You're talking like $55 a point. Mm-hmm. And this is because their dues are – um, annual dues are so high uh, per point because of the properties that they represent.
2: And they're on beachfront. Mm -hmm. Upkeep is higher. Upkeep is higher. But
5: the points can still be used pretty much in the same way as the person who buys $165 a point at Alani. There's some differences in how soon out you can book. There's a 7 versus 11 month window for your home resort, that type of stuff. But there's nothing to say that Hilton Head points can't be used at Alani. So that's what Disney is saying. It's just saying it doesn't seem fair to them that the person who buys these $55 night points should have the same benefits as $165. Now, here's the answer, folks. Buy a small contract directly from Disney. You get the perks. Uh, you get the discount. You get invited to the member events. And then by the rest on, your, on the resale market, hmm. which will crash. The resale market will see a crash from this. You're going to see some really cheap points out there, which I'm excited about.
0: Well, yeah, and the other thing too is the resale price doesn't have anything to do with what the original purchaser paid. That's the great. resale is set by supply and demand. Supply the and market. demand. Yeah. Um, mm. So, you but know, Disney
2: reserves the right of first refusal. First refusal, in correct. order to
0: make sure those prices don't go too low. Right. That's why I don't know that the resale market can crash because mm-hmm. Disney isn't going to let. Somebody buy.
2: If they haven't got money to run rivers of light. <laughs> <laughs> go
3: Thank Shanghai. Thank Shanghai. 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 But here's but here's the twist on I, that. I don't I mean just, to I don't mean yeah. to drag
5: this story out. But here's the twist on that. The twist on that is that um, there are restrictions within these properties as far as how out these far out these contracts go. So if they buy back fifty five points from Hilton Head, will they buy back? points from someone who's selling at Hilton Head for say $55 a point that's not saying they're going to get $165 a point for those points No, because they have to stay within that resort so contracts end sooner at some of these older vacation club resorts again dues are higher so Disney's not going to automatically make $100 per point
0: if they buy them back, at- right? No, I understand. I but see. I, I look at this from the same standpoint as the discussion we were having a few weeks ago about the early morning events and the uh, you know charging extra for early mornings, charging extra for uh, staying after the park closes. Um, you pay more, you get more perks. You pay the money, you get certain perks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the same thing applies here. That if you're going to pay full price, with you know, you have an option to say, okay. I can pay full price with Disney and I'll get this discount and this perk and this member benefit. Is it worth that to me for, in some cases, a difference of $80 a point? And that for $80 less a point, you know what? I can buy myself a lot of stuff with that extra $80 that means more to me than the perks they're Something giving.
5: Something else to think about, too, is um, the, the discount on merchandise and things like that is the same as an annual pass hold.
0: Right. They so did, you, a, you know.
6: And it's also the same as Disney Visa card members. And also
5: things like, um, I lost my train of thought, but you can get tables in Wonderland with DVC. Well, you buy an annual pass. You get that, too.
3: You get the, you get so the, you really uh, have to weigh, you know, right. what, what's worth it to me? You know, is it buying buying from Disney or resale? Are those benefits worth it to me, and can I get it elsewhere?
5: And what they found right. was when they took away the... Um, the concierge collection and they took away booking Disney Cruise Line and Adventures by Disney, that didn't stop the resale market because people knew that those were not good uses of their points. That booking a Disney Cruise Line with points or booking an Adventures by Disney with points was not the smartest value. So now they have to take away something else to sort of keep
2: figuring it out. So you may see more changes coming. Because they're going to want you to buy new contracts. Eventually, I think you're going to see that only the person who owns the contract can make the booking and use it. They're not going to allow you to rent your points either.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. That Now, that's going to get dicey. Because what you're buying is a real estate interest. So, there are laws that govern that. that I don't know that... I mean, I guess it's always possible they could write that into a contract. Because there's homeowners associations that tell you what color blinds you can have. Mm -hmm. But... You get into a dicier area with that because it is you are actually purchasing a real estate interest, and the laws governing that are pretty strict. So, yeah, but um, you
2: can buy a house and not be able to rent it short term.
0: True, true. It could be zoned for a certain thing. Mm-hmm. We shall see. But they also have to. Uh, they also have to consider at what point. At what point will they really piss off the existing membership? No pun. And uh, well, there's also.
5: The other thing, too, is I think there's some kind of mentality with people who do buy DVC that says, okay, I want, to want this, and I want to use it, and I'm going to use it for my vacation, but I know that it could be rented, or I know mm-hmm. that I could resell it somewhere along the line. So while they may not think it's an investment, like I'll get my money back from it, at least they know that there's an out. And if people think there's no out, that might cause new, new purchases to drop.
0: Yeah, well, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So all right, thank you, John. Kevin.
2: Uh, the new Adventures by Disney dates will be released April 20th. If you're a previous guest, meaning you've already completed at least one adventure, you can book April 20th and 21st. The general public can book on the 22nd. I don't know anything about new itineraries. People have written and asked us what our plans are. We definitely have an October 2017 China trip. I'm sorry at this point it is sold out. I have a wait list. It's an extensive wait list. Joining the wait list now is probably futile futile that's the word i was not going to say fruitless but it's futile is a better word we're also unless we
0: just add another trip haven't decided that yet back to back china trips
2: that hasn't been decided or approved or given the green light <laughs> oh, i just want a cheeseburger
0: I just like watching kevin's face when i say things like that <laughs>
5: That also means a month in China. Um, I think it's also safe to say with these new, uh, with the release coming out on the twentieth, we're probably not going to see any new itineraries because Disney just released their Walt Disney World Adventures by Disney just released their Walt Disney World trip, and that was the big new thing that came out. So, other than tweaks to existing trips, I don't think we're going to see anything really big.
2: I don't know that for sure. Um, However, I do know in years past when there was a new trip. Adventures by Disney sent some sort of teaser to folks who are members of Adventures Insiders. We haven't gotten one of those yet. Uh, if you want to book in your general public, you can book on the 22nd Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, we have something planned. We're in the planning stages of something special for next summer. That's all I can tell
6: <laughs> so start saving your money now as Don't know,
5: start speculating We're going yeah, to get Walt back
6: Right, We're going to get
2: Walt back We're going to rent out all of Disney World For 12 people I love it when the folks on our board speculate And then when they hear what we really have planned They go, oh And you think, well, you, you guys came up with some things That are impossible, so But we do have something planned for next summer. I will probably announce it as a, uh, if you're interested, sign up kind of thing, like we did with China. I have a feeling it will sell out very, very quickly. I don't have details. I don't have information. I don't have a contract yet. So we'll see.
0: All right. Thank you, Kevin. JL.
6: Um, there's a new ice cream parlor coming to the boardwalk. The Ample Hills Creamery it will be going in, and it, they are known for their creative approach to all things ice cream. There's going to be samples are free, so that's cool. And their signature flavors are ooey gooey butter cake, coffee toffee coffee, malty salty pretzel punch, cotton candy, and then there's other. and And apparently, there's a new flavor being developed exclusively. For the boardwalk mm.
1: Mm. That's cool
6: yeah. Where's it going? Well they didn't specify that I'm guessing In the seashore suites Because that was closed down But um, it hasn't. that hasn't been Officially said My
2: opinion on people messing with ice cream I <laughs> <You> don't <laughs> want to make it too much weird stuff. Yeah. Ice cream's good as it
6: is
0: No I had a popcorn flavored ice cream Out in Disneyland That really kind of changed my life
3: it was comfort. amazing. Uh, that's
6: interesting. Oh, the other thing about this one, is supposed to have a window where you can watch them make the ice cream. So I
3: okay. used to say that about the castle. Don't mess with the castle. It's good enough. But I kind of like what they're doing with it, with the nighttime shows and stuff. Okay. Anyway, my turn. Um, <laughs> <Okay. what>? Wow. <laughs> about you.
2: Let's talk about me.
3: All right. The, <laughs> the changes in FastPass Plus system are now official. The, um, the changes that we reported last week, well, two weeks ago, um, with the fast pass, uh, uh, say that fast are now official. Uh, guests can now book between one and three fast passes initially. instead of being locked into booking three, you also have the ability to choose the times that work for you instead of the system automatically assigning a time for you. Uh, once you have used the initial fast pass or the time frame has passed, You can now then use your My Disney Experience app to book another one. Previously, these uh, extra fast passes could only be made on the website or in one of the in-park kiosks. These changes were effective April 10th. It's big. It is big. Big that you can
5: pick your own time. That's going to be huge. And now being able to do it on your app.
0: I also like the fact that I'm not forced to choose three because sometimes I just want one. And I know I'm taking up, but it won't let me just choose one. I got I would have to choose all three of them. And I know I'm taking up a, a fast pass mm-hmm. that somebody else may want. And given some of the issues with it, I'm glad they finally fixed that. Um, and also not having to go deal with those kiosks. Because, I mean, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes those kiosks are a nightmare. They're a nightmare for the guests. They're a nightmare for the cast members. So. Yeah.
1: And if you get stuck behind one person that doesn't know how to use it, you could be sitting there for like ten minutes because they don't know what they're doing. And then, well, that's
0: true all over Disney World because if you you, get, you know get behind somebody who doesn't know how to walk through a turnstile,
2: well, that's true no matter where you go. <laughs> I <laughs> always get behind the lady in Publix who waits till everything is in the bag to decide she wants to write a check from Sweden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, I, I've had that had that happen to me once where I'm in the uh, express lane at Publix. It's 10 items or less, cash only, or, or, or no checks. And this woman's got 20 items and writes a check. And coupons. And I'm like, did you not learn to read? Um, but yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about, Steve. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. stuck behind that person that is ticket challenged, turnstile challenged, whatever the deal is, they just can't seem to handle it's the task at hand.
2: John Bennett used to say that he would walk into McDonald's and the person ahead of him would get to the cash register and start reading the menu.
3: <laughs> thanks Shanghai.
4: <laughs>
2: and he'd say, you didn't know what you were getting when you left home.
4: <laughs> All right. Thanks Corey. Craig. Okay. So Disney has finally announced. Well, not finally, cause I don't know how many people knew it came. It was coming. Wow. I can't talk today. Uh, I can't either. <laughs> D23 Destination D Amazing Adventures will take place November 19th and 20th at the Contemporary Resort. Uh, I think it was two years ago in November was the last Destination D event uh, that was held there and basically for people who don't know what it is Destination D is like a D23 Expo that's more focused only on theme parks uh, the Disney parks and it's for much 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 nerdier people. I mean this is like Extreme, intense Disney fans that will get a kick out of this stuff um so the way they're describing it is since Walt Disney first brought his groundbreaking true life adventures to the big screen adventures have played a pivotal role in Disney entertainment from the Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean to the new planet of Pandora which will soon be unveiled at Animal Kingdom uh the presenters and panelists will include Marty Sklar, Tony Baxter, Joe Rohde, Chris Merritt, Jason Grant, Wyatt Winner, uh, Don Hahn, uh, and Becky Klein. with probably a ton more announced. But uh, some of the sessions that they've announced so far look look pretty awesome. Uh, a glimpse about soaring Around the World and Rivers of Light and kind of a behind-the-scenes look at how they're making those. Um, Explore the Origins of Animal Kingdom. Joe Rody will probably have a say in that. Uh, Magic Journeys, 45 Years of Walt Disney World Adventures. A look back at Walt Disney's True Life Adventures. And uh, the Art and Adventures of Mark Davis. So, tickets for that go on sale on April 21st. If, uh, if you're Gold and Gold Family members, it's 190 And for general members, it's $250 each. Um Anyone that gets in, it's all panels. You have guaranteed seating, unlike the D23 Expo, where you might wait hours in line and then find out that you can't get in. This is guaranteed for everyone. And if you have lots of money, then you can also buy the Wilderness Explorer VIP tickets, which will give you early access to merchandise, which would most likely be uh, the Imagineering uh, merchandise that they have been taking to all these now. Oh, events but that's now. not fair!
0: I want to pay fifty dollars and get all those same benefits.
4: Well, you don't. Um, and <laughs> not the same thing. Okay. <laughs> you get an exclusive evening experience to be held on the night before it starts. Are you booking it now? And
0: uh, I'm booking the room now. Oh. <laughs> I'm no. get my room for the contemporary <laughs> once you buy that ticket you can sell it for Craig is
4: reading more, the rapid fire and Peter's booking his room you still going to get the
2: same benefits
0: yeah.
4: right now that's, <laughs> hey that's how things work we went to the one that was in uh, whatever 2014 or 2015 and it was incredible it was amazing we were very
2: jealous I, you would, guys I am that. so sorry I missed that one, yeah, yeah, that, was one that was the one that was all about the World's Fair yeah mm. yeah. I'm really sorry you're I missed that
5: jealous.
4: one that was amazing too mm. So if we need yeah, a volunteer for one of us to go, I'm gonna <laughs> we throw my hat to tell in me the ring. Wasn't
5: that great? I also think this is their answer to those of us who don't think it's fair that stuff doesn't happen on our coast. That a lot of the D23 stuff happens out oh, on the west
6: coast. So
5: I think that this is one of their ways. They've of definitely started to doing that.
0: more stuff. Right. There's no question. The
6: alternate every year, yeah. but didn't
0: they say they weren't going to
4: do one this year?
0: I thought I remember hearing that, that they said they weren't going to do it.
4: This to me, this was a late announcement. I, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the last time it happened, they announced it basically at the same amount of time, but it it seemed weird that they've been waiting so long to get this out there. Considering two weeks ago, they already announced the 2017 D23 expo dates, uh, regardless of, uh, when it was announced. I I think this is going to be amazing. Uh, I, I, I almost prefer it to the D twenty three Expo. Actually, shorter. Don't have to wait in lines. I get to sleep, but still get entertainment. It's all good.
2: Hmm. There's a D twenty three next summer.
6: Hmm.
4: I'll go to that one too if anyone needs me to. Oh. just what
6: saying. The you don't think you're going to be Continue. running yourself
5: ragged on that one? <laughs>
6: <coming>. <laughs>
3: I what I I what I <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, Craig. Can we turn it to
5: Charles Nelson Riley? <laughs> <laughs> there
2: are worse
1: things you could be, you could be Rosemary <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Steve, go ahead. Uh, in celebration of Earth Day, Jiminy Cricket will be making a rare appearance in Disney's Animal Kingdom from April 17th to the 23rd. And he'll be available from 10.30 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. I didn't think this was that big of a deal until I read some of the comments. And people were saying that they, like, book their trips around this because they, like, love Jiminy Cricket. What? Yeah. There's comments, people saying, yes, I planned my trip from the 23rd to the 24th just to see They're Jimmy. You're rivers, rivers of Light. <laughs> yeah.
2: Jiminy Cricket is not that rare. He comes out every Earth Day. He's kind of like the hedgehog or the
6: groundhog. I'm confused. Why does this say Earth of Kit Day? Because
5: Craig is in charge of the slides.
6: Oh, okay. I was like, oh, why? I'd much why? rather go <laughs> Earth
2: Kit Day, too.
5: <laughs> rivers of Light, darling. I was like,
6: darling. what does Earth of Kit <laughs> have to do with Jimmy
5: Cricket? Rivers of Light,
6: thought they were going to call it, like, the Emperor's oh New Groove or something.
2: I love her the kid day. <laughs> 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 uh, she played Yzma.
6: Yeah, she did. That's so why I was like, are they bringing in an Emperor's New Groove here, too? But
0: okay. so
2: I, Unfortunately, I think it's not with us <laughs> anymore. I
0: think so. We can still have a day for her. Uh, that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> Big glasses and off-the-shoulder <laughs> floors. <farmers. laughs> I'm all for it.
0: All right. Thank you, Steve. Um, I want to just take a couple minutes and talk about, now that i booked my hotel rooms for the D23 event, and we've got yours too. Thank you. Um, exciting. I just want to talk about, just a little bit about, uh, the time we had in, uh, in California. Um, at, God, I, it really, for as much as I've been out there, you'd think at some point I'd get tired of it. And I just don't. And I don't know if it's me or just my mood lately or what, but it just seems to get better and better every time I'm there. Um, Really got to enjoy a lot of the 60th anniversary stuff, Uh, especially the fireworks and especially uh, Paint the Night. Uh, Paint the Night blew me away. I just thought it was out of this world. But those fireworks with the projections on Main Street, And my room, I had a room on the 14th floor of the Frontier Tower at the Disneyland Hotel. Some of the only ones that have balconies. And I had this absolutely stunning view of the park and the fireworks. One of the things you will experience when you watch our coverage in June. We did something very cool with our fireworks uh, video.
6: I have a side question. Did you like the Frontier Tower better than the Disneyland Tower? Fantasy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Fantasyland Tower. Yes. Did you hear her? <laughs>
0: I was considering a response. <laughs> yes, I did because of the balcony. Okay. Because of the balcony, it was the same. I had the same room. I had that same that Regal Suite, that two bed with the two room suite. Mm-hmm. But. Um, this had this massive, massive balcony and sitting out on that, I made sure I did that the last night we were there. Cause I'm like, I'm don't get to do this very often. Um, sitting on that balcony, I cranked the television up so I could hear all the music and stuff from the fireworks and watch the fireworks from that balcony. And it was, and especially watching the project cause they, they, they do projections on main street. They do projections on the Matterhorn. They do projections Mm -hmm. on Small World. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to see the projections on the Matterhorn from my room and this incredible fireworks show. So cool. Just Mm -hmm. beyond. And I I mentioned it before. I got to say it again. The food, table service, counter service, snacks. I'm not overselling it here when I say two or three steps above disney world two or three steps above on counter service is about eight steps above but even table service the food was just it's locally you know one of the things somebody was telling me is that they locally source a lot of their stuff Mm. and all the
2: stuff at Walt disney world is grown in the land that's what they used to tell people
0: well (laughs) i don't know that that's true um (laughs) but the uh a lot of the stuff served at Disneyland. Now, look, when you're making macaroons, I don't think you're locally sourcing the coconut, but um, I just think I, I think that came through. Maybe I don't know what it was. I, I, I don't know if it's their their F and B guys are just light years ahead of their counterparts in world. I don't. And and look, we've got some great restaurants here, and we've got some great stuff. Every
3: damn thing I put in my mouth, I'm like, oh my god. Oh my God! This is incredible. Do you think it's because they can focus on less and really, mm. yeah. um, you know, we have we have such a big property and so many resorts and, and double the uh, you know the, the theme parks or you know including and then we uh, water, that's, that's parks. water parks too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I
0: understand. I understand from one perspective thinking that, but stop for a second and think that what's the difference? Really, we're t- are we talking fifteen million versus thirty million? After a certain point, you're still you're still having to make an awful lot of food for an awful lot of people.
5: Also, everything is run locally at Walt Disney World. There's, there's someone who oversees the park. There's someone who oversees food and beverage in that park. So it's not like there's one person in charge of the whole property. But there's also
0: thing. another factor that I've always noticed, always talked about, but for some reason, I don't know if it's me or if it's something out there, that I've noticed on this trip, and that is the intense level of pride those cast members have in their park their resorts everything they do i don't like i said maria from the wonderground gallery for god's sakes this woman had real pride in her work and had a real sense a genuine sense of wanting to give good customer service going above and beyond she didn't have to call me i didn't ask her to look for it and call me i was happy i was gonna go home and you know call the number and see if I could order it but she found it she took the initiative she held it for me and she was it, it, there's a pride there that I just don't see here can't we just get a corn dog cart
3: you know <laughs> i mean how hard is that well it's it's, it's, all beyond,
4: it's beyond that it's all of the unique food choices they have there like the last day i did i got food that i never had before um the chimichanga and the chili lime corn that is that basically all the carts around the park, but I never I never took the time to actually get it. And it is now officially one of my favorite things. Probably not the smartest thing to get right before we were getting on an airplane.
5: Uh, but <laughs> Said the person sitting yeah, next to you. Uh,
4: yeah. Who was pee. me? <laughs> <laughs> Who was me? <pee? laughs> but stuff like that. And then like the Matterhorn macaroon. Such a simple okay. dessert, but just amazing and serve it at Jolly Holly Bakery. Jolly Holiday. Did I not finish the it's word? Jolly Holly. Jolly Holiday jolly. Bakery. <laughs> Step julep. outside and just take your picture with the oh, macaroon. Yeah. Lady Julep,
0: which is now what we call Rhino, by the way.
5: His <laughs> name that.
0: has been changed to the Lady Julep. <laughs>
5: That's appropriate.
0: Because all he did, all he did was strive for the Mint
1: Juleps just that they serve that. at Disneyland. I not alcoholic.
6: I can't I can't judge that. Those things are amazing.
1: Juno's you know also good the strawberry bunt cake from uh Oh, Lady Julep. Yeah, Jolly Holiday. Yeah. And
0: I got the coolest opportunity the Lady Julep, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted one of the parasols made. I was going to have that put on it, but it was closed because the thing was closed because it was raining.
5: I think we should get him a costume like a drag costume with a big floppy hat.
0: The Lady Julep. Lady Julep. Um so The right.
2: parasol place was closed because it was raining?
0: Well, cuz they painted it and they won't dry
2: you're selling umbrellas
0: (laughs) anyway um, one of the one of the things one of the videos you'll get to see uh, in June was like honestly of all the Disney experiences I've had this was one of the coolest they let me back into the candy kitchen in the candy store on Main Street Talked to Rob who has I think his name was Rob 46 years and he's the head baker. He's in charge of all the baked goods that, and the candies and things like that that are made at Disneyland. And I watched this man make Rocky Road. And I got to film the whole thing of him making the marshmallow. This was the first time in my life it occurred to me that someone has to make marshmallow. That marshmallow can be made. Like, I don't know if I thought it grew on trees or what it was. (laughs) 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 Locally sliced marshmallow.
6: I was just thinking the same joke.
0: And he's making this, and he goes, and I'll tell you what, it'll be the best marshmallow you ever tasted. And he wasn't kidding. It was like, it was not what we buy in the store at all. This stuff was so good. And so getting a chance to watch him like make the marshmallow and then make the rocky road, and he's kind of explaining to me what he's doing. And I'm just, it was, you know, ugh, it was so cool. It was just, I, I had such a great time. But experiences like that, just these, mm-hmm. these moments happen throughout, these little surprises like that, that Matterhorn macaroon. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, because it's, you know, it's a macaroon in the shape of a Matterhorn, and it's topped with white chocolate. And I took a bite of it, and I was just like, oh my God, this is absurd how good it is. It just, everybody was like, oh, and they had to like bring out more. <laughs> it was like bringing it out and we're taking a picture of it. Like everybody like wants the Matterhorn mm-hmm. macaroon. We went back to that bakery twice. Yep. Just to get that, the macaroon, the, uh, the strawberry bunt cake. They had this little bunt cake and strawberries and
3: i don't know i don't what i don't know if they're putting crack in this stuff <laughs> and, and the tomato bisque was awesome like the oh, spoons yeah. were too small i just said forget it and just kind of well they <laughs> you know, the jolly
0: holly B- uh, jolly holly you got me
2: saying
0: it does you know does these sandwiches these these cool little mm-hmm. sandwiches and one of them is this grilled cheese and tomato bisque that Corey loved mm-hmm. i, love I their tomato bisque it is really
5: incredible. is
3: good yeah.
5: I, don't, I think part of their food is Because they do have so many Locals who go over and over Again that I think that to keep Them buying food they have to really Up their game right I hate To say this but I think world is People are going to buy that hamburger no matter what Because they're there yeah, and they're the hungry World, they, does
2: is world has uh, restaurant factories Yeah not every Food station cooks their own food Right, right. that's different
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that this was an amazing eight days. Probably eight of the best days I've spent in Disneyland in a very, very long time. And that's saying something because I always have a great time. But this was special, this trip. And I was so blown away by the absolute sheer tonnage of content that we filmed and photographed and wrote on this trip. And uh, so I'm very, very excited. Very excited for June and to release this stuff. Um, so I don't know. Anybody...
1: Yeah, I'll say um, I was impressed by like the cast member's connection to the legacy. There's a lot of people that would say like, oh I worked for a guy that worked for a guy that knew Wald or the kid that was 26 that wrote the Carthay Circle tour.
0: Yeah, the assistant waiter we're having, oh, Friday night we're having dinner um, at Carthay Circle and we had the premiere room because we had a big group mm-hmm. and so we had the private room to ourselves and it was really cool and the assistant server you know Michael Bowling is talking about doing the tour. You know, saying, "Oh yes," you know the general manager had taken him on a tour of the of the of the restaurant and like kind of explained all the historical pieces that were in there. And you know Michael is talking to the, the, this assistant server. His name was Ryan. And Ryan's like, "Oh yes, I know. I wrote the tour. He's twenty six years old. That was awesome." And we all stopped. And he goes, "You know, I'm a really big Walt fan." And Michael went. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was like pearl clutching you know like, oh, Walt fan and How you, you kind of look it? at this 26 year old kid who is so invested in the history of of what he's doing Um, it was it was it, yeah it was really um, cool
4: he gave uh, my backstage magic groups tour in December around the Carthay and then 1901 and I mean, first off, you wouldn't even think he's 26. He he walks around touting himself like he is much more professional and definitely more professional. Well, you can than be
0: pro- you can be professional at 26. Just yeah. you're not. I'm um, yeah, exactly. I'm not.
4: 29. I'm, I'm get maybe around 32. I'll get there. But <laughs> he's done our tour off. too. Yeah, no, just <laughs> absolutely fantastic
2: and fascinating. Yeah. Every once in a while, you find somebody who elevates even what they're talking about. Corey, did and, you get the pork chop?
4: Um, yes, cr- I did Incredible Isn't that incredible? Yes Well, we didn't even mention That the California Food and Wine Festival Was happening while we were out there Oh, no. yeah, yeah. We'll Talk about that uh, The California Food and Wine Festival <laughs> <laughs> Happened while we were out there Very in, mature of you
0: Again, <laughs> very different very different experience That's
6: professional right there Yeah,
0: and let, professional let, let me step in Very, very different experience than ours Now, uh, unlike six years ago When the last one was done um, where they just added extra food items to the existing counter service. This time they actually had kiosks, and there were I think there were eight of them if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, and you know very similar to ours. Each one offering you know three different dishes and wine pairings and some dessert items. Um, and while I like ours and I think we've got some really great food at ours, um, a I found the portion sizes to be significantly larger nice. at this. I found the prices to be more reasonable at this. And I found the quality of the food to be far superior to ours. And again, you know, I went off on a thing about voodoo sticky pig wings not too long ago. I got a new thing now. Apple bacon whoopie pie. That was one of the items they had. And... I, up on our the Disney Unplugged Facebook page, I did a little vlog with uh, Mary Jo, Nancy, and Tom from the Disneyland team, uh, where they were trying their the apple bacon whoopie pie for the first time. We had a, we had a good time. You should check that out. That was kind of funny. Um, but so many, so I, I just again, virtually everything I tasted from their food and wine was like, wow, this is really good. What was your favorite thing, Craig? Uh,
1: I, I honestly uh, don't. The re- uh, three cheese mac and cheese. Steve was ready. We had Why almost one of every single thing.
4: It's hard to remember. Steve's 26, right? <laughs> what? A professional. You're
2: Steve's 26, right?
4: 24. Oh.
2: He's almost oh, professional.
6: Steve. Yeah, he's <laughs> almost, almost <laughs> professional. He's almost there.
3: Corey? The shine's Mine actually changed, like, from the day we covered it. I, I enjoyed the seafood items, the, uh, the the tuna poke, and also the the shrimp, uh, cocktail. Some shrimp cocktail. But I went back on Saturday and there was a, a fillet with chimichurri sandwich mm-hmm. and it was made so fresh I, I think that's my favorite
4: i remember mine now i liked the vegetarian burrito that was made with cauliflower and everyone thought oh, it just looked getting, like eggs you're getting
0: evil with me cuz i hate that was the only thing i hated cuz of the cauliflower that
4: oil. was it, it was
0: infested
4: it, no it was that's spectacular it was it was amazing with it was amazing and the portion size was so huge i Should mean be outlawed. it was it was almost on chipotle burrito level
2: Whoa, Bird's Eye whoa. is now making buffalo cauliflower that you can steam in the bag.
4: I've seen it.
0: I've seen it. Yeah. Just saying. So, all right. I just wanted to talk a little bit about it. We're obviously going to go into much, much more detail when we do our shows in June. But I will just say, if you're in the California region and can get to Disneyland, um, any, well, it, they're, they're doing their demonstrations for food and wine on the weekends, but the kiosks were open throughout the week. So they're billing it as weekends only. Cause so we only expected like Friday, Saturday and Sunday it would be open, but we were surprised when we went in on Monday into California adventure and the kiosks were open. So, but if you can get out to California adventure, uh, any weekend this month, go check it out. It was absolutely fantastic. And not the obscene crowds like we have here where, you know, you're going to be in line for 30 minutes waiting to get anything. Um, so, really awesome. Go check it out. And go to Disneyland. Just go to Disneyland. God, go to Disneyland. It's so good. It's so worth it. I want to go. I'm want i already like trying to figure out when I'm going back. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that is going to do it for our show for this week. It is really good to be home, though. So, uh, we will see you again next time with another edition of The Dis Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, apple bacon whoopie pie. Thanks, Shanghai. Thanks, Shanghai. <laughs>